Welcome to Life on the Brink, a lovely little place filled with inspiration and creativity that is dedicated to enjoying life one day at a time. I'm Anna, and together we're exploring the beautiful things in this world that fascinate us, and often discovering something new. Hello, and welcome to episode 8 of Life on the Brink. I hope you are doing so well, as well as you can be right now. I know things are a little bit tense. Um, I'm sort of avoiding a lot of uh, social media and some news and just trying to get some facts and make some decisions and vote, friends. For all of us in the United States, please vote if you are of age. I don't think I have to tell anybody that. Everyone is, is uh, hearing it all over the place, but it really is um, an important time I think in history and in our lives and um, it's one way that we can make a real difference so vote anyway this episode is one that I've been kind of sitting on for a while because I didn't really know what to call it um, I ended up you know calling it making special days special and what do I mean by that making special days special well, a special day would be either a, a birthday or a holiday or an anniversary or something, some kind of occasion, and how to make that day special when you might not be able to celebrate the way that you have in the past. I don't know about you, but I love traditions. For the past several years, I have spent my birthday the exact same way. Well, kind of. I bake a cake in the morning. Um, sometimes there's variation in the afternoon and then I have Thai food with my family in the evening and then I make everyone come back home and have tea and I have, I break out all the teacups and all my sister's teacups and, uh, we have tea and cake and everybody sings happy birthday in English and then in Spanish, it's a very great day. Another situation, every Christmas Eve, my family gathers at my grandparents' house for, what I like to call a very Puerto Rican Christmas Eve <laughs> feast. Um, the music is loud and there's punch and there's pork roast and rice. And then after dinner, we have dessert. And then we play extremely stressful rounds of bingo until uh, all the prizes are gone and everyone's sleepy and has to go home and wrap all the presents. <laughs> um, and right now during this fall season, it's very weird because for the first time in maybe 20 years, my family is not going apple picking. We go to the same orchard in Charlottesville that used to be a nice hidden secret 15, 20 years ago. And now everyone goes there because it's a, it's a great little orchard. We drive up the big mountain, we pick the apples, you get the cider donuts, and then you go downtown, find some lunch. It's a great day. And if the weather is a little chilly, all the better. It's just the epitome of the fall season. And we're not doing it this year I didn't have Thai food on my birthday <laughs> and that is to say I didn't celebrate in the same way this year either um we're probably gonna make Christmas Eve happen some way or another yeah yeah we'll still do Christmas Eve but every year without fail we have these sorts of traditions that not only help us to mark the passing of the year, the changing of the seasons, but they also encourage us to really celebrate these special days. This year, though, as we've all experienced, has been a little bit different. 
We can't necessarily go where we want to go or do what we would normally do to celebrate. Just the ability to gather with other people is a luxury and not everyone can afford it right now. So what can we do? In my opinion, choosing to celebrate special days is more important now than ever or during any other crisis, whether that be global or personal. Here, with Life on the Brink, I emphasize a lot on enjoying the everyday, savoring the simplicity of your life one day at a time. But with that, there's something really lovely about having little joys to look forward to. We need birthdays, holidays, little getaways, date nights, and milestones to add a little color to our everyday lives, but without having to look too far ahead. So I've been thinking about this year, along with other times of hardship or transition in my life when the traditions I enjoy were not feasible. And I wondered, how did I celebrate? In my family, special occasions do not go unnoticed. (laughs) So we always found a way. So whether you're celebrating yourself or someone you love, I hope this episode offers a little dose of creativity and hope. Today, I've compiled seven simple ways to make special days special, no matter the circumstances. Number one, wear something you love. Or if you're celebrating someone else, something that reminds you of them. For the past couple years, I have sort of set aside a birthday dress. I usually find it online somewhere a couple months in advance. And it's probably a dress that I wouldn't normally spend as much money on, but but I'll wait, I'll think about it, and then I'll buy it and save it to wear on my birthday, and I don't wear it until then. And it just makes the day a little bit more special, because I feel really pretty, and in choosing the clothes that I wear that day, I'm emphasizing to myself that it's a special day. So you don't have to go as far as I do and go buy a dress specifically for a day, you can. Um, But I would say, even if you can't celebrate the way you normally would, put on something nice because you just feel a little better. It makes the day feel a little bit more special. It might be a little bit cheesy, but you can dress for the season. If it's like the apple picking situation where it just feels very fall and you can't do that, if you have a day that you're trying to celebrate fall, you know, get out your little sweater, your boots, whatever it is that makes you feel like you're embracing the season. So that's number one. Number two, go against your routine. So if you're someone that usually has to get up early to go to work or you have a very structured day, maybe you sleep in that day. Or if you can't sleep in that day, maybe take a nap later, rest a little bit more on that day. This year, Josh's birthday fell on a Saturday. It was actually like two weeks ago. And I let him sleep as long as possible. We didn't get to breakfast until like 11. Um, (laughs) But then in the afternoon, we took a nap and he was probably asleep for about an hour and a half in the middle of his birthday, which is exactly what he wanted to do. So that is totally against what his normal routine is, what he's able to do. So that was nice. Or if you kind of need the opposite and maybe you're home a lot right now and need a little bit of excitement, maybe you spend the day outside, whether you're 
in a park or you're able to go to a nice restaurant or see people that you're comfortable being close to, go against whatever your routine is. It helps to make the day feel more special. And with that, number three is to plan a little surprise. So this is in the case of you are celebrating someone else. Um, I'll use Josh's birthday again as an example. We were not able to gather with anyone um, on his birthday because someone in my family was waiting for COVID test results, which turned out to be negative. Um, And we figured they would be negative. But just to be safe, we couldn't have family join us for the breakfast that Josh was very excited about. So it was just the two of us, but I planned a little scavenger hunt for him. It's kind of this thing. We do it back and forth. In fact, he did one for me like a week before my birthday this year. And my birthday is at the end of April. So it was right in the middle of absolute lockdown. Like you could not go anywhere. But he did a completely outdoor, isolated scavenger hunt. And it was really nice. It made me feel like my birthday was worth celebrating and that I was worth celebrating. So I did one for him a couple weeks ago so that right after we finished breakfast, just the two of us, and he thought it was all done, I gave him his first clue. And for the next hour, we went walking around Williamsburg uh, in the rain. But he loved it because he loves little puzzles. And actually, at the end, he found his gift, which was a jigsaw puzzle. So, And he loved it. He felt really special. And especially since we weren't, we had to cancel some plans with the family and move some things around. The fact that there was uh, a special little something that he did not anticipate. I think that's a really nice way to really show someone that they are worth celebrating. So it doesn't have to be a scavenger hunt. Maybe it is a physical present that they're not expecting or maybe an outing or just the fact that you're there that could be surprising. It's really nice, I think, to have that sort of surprise and delight on someone's birthday or for whatever special occasion. So that's number three. Number four, I feel is pretty much necessary no matter what. It could be a birthday, any kind of occasion. This is a must. Eat cake in parentheses or something sweet or indulgent that you really enjoy but don't always eat all the time. Cake is very important because its sole purpose is to be enjoyed. (laughs) There's nothing, it doesn't contribute to you in pretty much any other way. And it says, this day is special and I'm going to mark it with something sweet. Now, again, I'm just going to keep using Josh's birthday as an example because we had a lot of plans that were thwarted, um, but we still made a really great day. So on Josh's actual birthday, we ended up going to get custard because Josh just really wanted a peanut butter milkshake. And then a few days later, when we were able to celebrate with some family, I made a cheesecake for the first time, which did turn out good. I was very happy about that. So he did have cake at some point. And my birthday this year, I, well, I always make a birthday cake, as I've said already. So I did still do that. And that was sort of consistent. I was only able to celebrate with the people in my very immediate family, but we had cake. We were going to have cake and tea. So whether or not you make it, you can always find something sweet or special, or maybe it's a meal that's really special to you. 
or that you really enjoy. On my actual birthday this year, my mom was trying to help me (laughs) sort of feel better (laughs) Um, because it was also right in the throes of my wedding getting rescheduled and everything. So she made fettuccine Alfredo with shrimp, which is like right up there, like highest favorite meals. Um, So that was really nice. But I always say you can never go wrong with cake, a slice of cake, a cupcake, a cheesecake, or ice cream. So celebrate in some way with something sweet. So here's number five. It requires a little bit of creativity and it's going to be individual to every situation. Number five is to DIY the same kind of thing that you normally do. What I mean by this is if you were planning to celebrate by going somewhere or by doing a particular thing that you can't do, try to DIY it in some way. For example, my honeymoon plans got canceled. Josh and I were originally going on a cruise, which got canceled and rescheduled. And then we were like, okay, we're just going to go to Hawaii. That's what we really wanted to do anyway. And then as things approached, it was like, okay, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> so I had these canceled, you know, Hawaii plans that are now on hold. Hopefully we'll be able to go next year. Um, we actually have some other little honeymoon plans for next week. We're driving down to Florida and we're going to have a nice little time. But anyway, about a week before the wedding, when things were kind of settled, you know, they were tossed up again. If you haven't heard the drama of of that, you can go back to episode five, which was all about planning a wedding during COVID-19. But anyway, about a week before the wedding, my sister Sarah, who was my matron of honor, sort of threw me a little impromptu party because I was having like no honeymoon and like no bachelorette party. It just wasn't going to work. Um, so she threw me like a little impromptu party with like some of our friends from high school that was very casual, but she like went all out with a theme, which was like a beautiful little Hawaiian or like enchanted tiki room themed, which I just loved. And everyone got a lay and stuff like that. It was great. It was a cute little party. I'll include some photos in the show notes because it was adorable and I didn't expect all that at all. So she sort of DIY'd the kind of fun Hawaiian experience that I will wait to have in its entirety next year. And I loved it. It like made me feel a little special. It made me feel like a bride. So whatever it is that you are used to celebrating, you can kind of try to recreate that experience. It's not going to be the same. We we know it's not going to be the same. But if you're celebrating yourself or someone else, trying to create a similar atmosphere can really go a long way. Again, it's about making that person feel special. So in my own home, because we're not able to go apple picking this year, I've decided I'm just going to get a ton of apples and bake a lot of them. I think I'm still going to, I have on my autumn bucket list to make apple chips in the oven. And... um. I still want to do a lot of cooking and baking with apples. I think it'll still have the type of uh, spirit of the season that I miss so much. And if I wanted to go the extra step, I could do like, I could actually make apple cider donuts. I might, I don't know. But one of these days when my family 
gets together for Sunday dinner, I'll just show up with like a bunch of apples and apple centered dishes, I think. And it will just increase the enjoyment of the season. So if it's a seasonal thing for you or a specific holiday or uh, occasion, you can get creative and try and either have a, a little get together that's themed like my sister did, or just really incorporate those same kinds of elements into a day or a weekend so that you can still celebrate it. So that was kind of convoluted, but that's number five. (laughs) Okay, so number six is pretty sweet. I asked Josh his opinion because he's been right beside me as we've been figuring out how to celebrate certain things this year. And I said, what would make someone feel special on a special occasion? And he said, to give them your full attention. I was like, oh, he said, that's rare. So I was thinking about it and I was like, that's, that's pretty true. So this is, again, something that you can incorporate if you're celebrating someone else. If it's a family member, a friend, you can just set aside time. Just try and create some time to accommodate giving that person your full attention. While we can't always do the same things that we enjoy doing to celebrate, If there's anything that we've learned this year is that the most important thing is the people in your lives. So you are an important person in someone's life and giving of your time and of your attention and your words, showing that you care about that person does so much. And even if you can't be there in person, I think this could be as simple as a phone call. It could be you know, taking someone to lunch. It could be a little surprise visit. You could spend an entire day one-on-one with that person, like I did with Josh for his birthday. It would be very individual. Just doing whatever they want to do with them. That is rare. And again, makes them feel special. And finally, number seven, this is just kind of something to keep in mind. Know that you're going to remember this special day, whether it's this birthday, this Christmas, this holiday, this anniversary, you're going to remember this one for the rest of your life. (laughs) We're going to remember 2020 pretty vividly, I would think, in our memories, because when has this ever happened in our lifetime? I'm going to remember the crazy birthday that I had when my mom made fettuccine Alfredo and I made the whole family sit down and watch The Great Gatsby and they watched it because it was my birthday and they had to do what I wanted, I'm going to remember that. My mom is never going to watch The Great Gatsby again. I'm going to remember this forever. And I'm definitely going to remember the times when other people went out of their way to help me celebrate, whether as a bride or as a friend, a sister, a person. The way that I have been celebrated this year I will cherish. And a lot of it has been kind of bittersweet sometimes because you don't get to do the same kinds of things. But I think all of us will remember the way that we celebrated the special days of 2020 or the special days of a difficult season of your life. As time goes on and as this pandemic comes to an end, because it will, it doesn't mean that we're never going to have difficulties and we're always going to be able to do the things that we love on special occasions. But what you do in those moments, how you choose to 
appreciate yourself and other people and celebrate yourself and other people will stay with you. So I say go for it. Take a little creativity. Look online for some ideas. I went all over the internet looking for scavenger hunt ciphers. (laughs) And it just takes a little bit of time and effort. But watching someone light up, knowing that you can still celebrate even now. Or if it's yourself, taking the time to wear something nice, buy yourself a slice of cake if you have to, you're saying, yeah, even right now, even by myself, I am worth celebrating. And I think that's just invaluable. We need fun. Not just now, but maybe especially now, we need some fun. So this is seven ways that I think we can have some fun in 2020 and beyond. It occurs to me now that because this is episode eight, it would have been cohesive to have eight points, but I've got seven. If you have more, though, <laughs> please let me know. Um, you can head over to the show notes at AnnaPerkinsMusic.com slash Life on the Brink. And now there's a little comment box at the bottom before you had to make some kind of weird account in order to make a comment. But I said enough with that. So now there is a new comment box and you can even be completely anonymous and leave a comment. Let me know how you make special days special so we can give each other ideas. But before I go, I will be right back with this week's Little Joy. Okay, so this week's Little Joy is a little strange, but also makes perfect sense. This Little Joy is actually a blog slash cookbook series slash Instagram account. I found the Instagram first. It is from a blog called Half-Baked Harvest. And it's a food blog, a cooking blog. Um, and the woman who runs it, I I don't know how to pronounce her name. It, it's really cool looking, but I'm, I'm not, I don't want to mess it up. So just look up Half-Baked Harvest. That's the Instagram name. That's the blog name. And when I tell you that every single recipe is not only looks delicious, but is like so cozy, as we're heading into the colder months i'm all about some soup and the the warm comforting things this blog has all of those covered i mean beautiful little pastas and soups and salad ideas i did one earlier this week which was like they were called it was called roasted garlic spaghetti squash lasagna boats basically creating a lasagna-like experience within half of a spaghetti squash. It turned out so good. And I like the fact that on her Instagram, she'll do, she will basically go through an entire recipe almost every day in her stories. And that really helps to break it down and make me want to make it even more. And I now am obsessed with it. I found it just within the week and now I want both of her cookbooks Josh actually went to the library and found one of them and brought it back so I cannot wait to go through it if you need some autumn cooking inspiration this is the only place you need to go okay look up half-baked harvest I promise you it's going to be delicious and keeping with those cozy vibes I'm going to include in the show notes a playlist that I made. I also shared it on my most recent blog post, which was my recipe for pumpkin pecan granola. That's right. And this playlist is 
a compilation of just really low-key autumnal pieces, uh, quite a bit of jazz, but more chilled out jazz. Of course, we have to include music from It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and it is so cozy. I think it would be nice to drive to, nice to cook to, maybe clean to, or ooh, or read to. Like, it's not very in your face, I don't think. But it's just really warming. That's all I can say. So that playlist is there in the show notes. Once again, you can head to AnnaPerkinsMusic.com slash Life on the Brink and find that playlist along with photos of special occasions from 2020 <laughs> that I've talked about in this episode. So I hope to see you over there. Let's make the end of this year as lovely and kind and warm as we possibly can. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Life on the Brink. If you like what you're hearing, please feel free to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening or leave a review or rating because... It helps to get the word out so that other people who might enjoy the same kind of thing can join the community. Again, you can head over to the show notes to leave a comment and let me know how you are celebrating your special days. And you can also head over to my Instagram at Anna on the Keys with underscores in between every word, where I share lovely little moments and new discoveries in my life. This has truly been a joy for me to make. I hope it's been even half as lovely to listen to for you. And I can't wait to keep doing this together. So until next time, have a lovely week. Bye.